Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy and you have entered into the fix. Say you don't know me. I recognize my face. Say you don't care who goes to that kind of place. Knee deep in the hoopla, sinking in your fight. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back. And uh, thank you so much for joining. We are always humbled uh, that you would uh, choose us as one of the podcasts and places that you go to, whether it's regular or intermittent or if this is your first time, uh, we are grateful for you to be here. Uh, You know, if you know much about the podcast and what I'm about. Uh, I try to deliver different topics that um, that I experience and and other people that I know in recovery experience as well to sort of give us a well-rounded perspective of uh, of recovered life and the things that are important uh, universally to us all. Um, when I consider going back to, say, uh, January 28th podcast, it was called the, the Cornerstone of Faith. Um, faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Faith is foundational and critical to our recovery because we have to believe things that we can't see. There's there's no way to go about this, especially when we're looking forward to things that we hope to happen, that we're in God's waiting room for, and yet we just need to still trudge through this day uh, and in maybe a few more days before it comes into play. But in the meantime, we have faith that when we continue to do the things that um, we are designed or supposed or led to do, then we can be certain uh, that these things will come to fruition and one day we will be able to see tangibly what we in faith had waited for. Uh, You may go back to uh, things we discover along the way. You know, we're always um, learning new things or the power of celebration. There's something there, hopefully, for everyone and everyone has a place. And again, if you listen regularly, that's fantastic. Continue to send me your thoughts and concerns on things that we can do a little bit more effectively to help encourage you along your journey of recovery. Hey, for today on The uh, the Fix, what we're going to talk about is, um, it's called Control the Controllable, Right? And I know that sounds almost redundant and and maybe we don't need to even bring it up, but I think it's very important that we learn to define what is controllable in our life and then we go control it Uh, because why not control something that we can control? Because if we don't, it's going to get out of control. Does that make sense? And then instead of being uh, the master of our own ship or or the master of our own destiny or the decider, the determining factor in our life, these things that we have left to the uncontrollables 
Or maybe they were uncontrollable all along. We tried to control them and it didn't work. Or maybe they were things we could control. Now we didn't. And now they're uncontrollable. And we need to come to that level of understanding. So control to controllable. You know, sometimes the best way to respond to the uncontrollable is to make the necessary changes that make those uncontrollable aspects irrelevant in our life. Uh, We can sometimes diffuse or neutralize or, or remove them. Or if we find out that that which is considered something uncontrollable, maybe we can turn it into something we can control if we uh, apply or establish proper uh, ownership um, to that. Does that make sense? Because if we don't control the controllable, then the uncontrollable will control us. And certainly, excuse me, certainly in our life, there are going to be things that are out of our control, and we just have to hope the the consequences or the response to those things is minimized. But that should be the exception, not the rule, right? So with everything that is out there, um, you know, there's always going to be those things that are just out of our control. It doesn't make them bad, necessarily. Sometimes it just means because they are uh, out of our control, or, or they are an uncontrollable, doesn't mean they're necessarily bad. It just requires our compliance. Um, like what people do or say to me, for the most part, that is not in my control because I can't own what they, uh, they do. They, they have to own that themselves. Uh, or say laws, uh, you know, local, state, and federal laws. We don't necessarily control them, but we can neutralize them by complying, right? Uh, and therefore, they don't uh, uh, control me or affect me in a negative sense as something that would that, that can because it is an uncontrollable aspect uh, of my life. One thing I will say um, regarding the, the people in my life and, and what they say or do to me, I learned early on uh, from my friend Trish, and she used to say, it's not what they say and it's not what they do, it's how I react. Um, so even if there's a person in my life that obviously I can't control, Um, because again, they're going to own their own behavior. Uh, I still can determine how I respond to that uh, in terms of what my action or reaction uh, is based on something they see or something they do. But, you know, when we look at areas of recovery, these things are really important because we want to live a balanced life. We want to think that uh, for the most part, when we recount our day at the end of the day, that things are uh, going um, according to uh, the plan, the things that we've set out that we want for our own life. 
So what are some of the things that we can control? What are some of the controllables? Um, so one of the first things that um, may be the most important uh, are relationships. Um, relationships are so uh, important uh, and they are critical to my wellness and the depth of and, and the quality of my personal life. Uh, some of these relationships, they're obviously they're interpersonal, like marriage and significant others, and and uh, some are social um, friends. Uh, um, some are personal yet not intimate, uh, such as other family members, um, and some maybe work relationships. And and when I mention relationships, it's it's people that I would see on a regular basis for various things in my life. Uh, those are things I can control because for the most part, unless you're, um, you know, a minor, um, I pretty much control the, the people in my life, who's in my life or who's not in my life. Um, even with family members, I, I, I can't control um, whether or not they're a family member, whether a sibling or a niece or um, a nephew or an uncle or an aunt, uh, but I can control uh, based on healthy boundaries what role uh, they play in my life, right? I can control that. Uh, um, I've mentioned her before, but Joyce Landorf, uh, uh, in her tape series years ago, uh, did a, a talk and it was called uh, Your Irregular People. And it was really a pretty cool concept. And we we all have them in our life. And maybe you didn't know that they were irregular people. But they're people who uh, are in our life, sometimes temporary, um, but for the most part, they're permanent. They are they are like the the relative uh, or someone who, because of someone else's relationship, uh, we might not be related uh, by DNA, but we're related through another relationship for which we are DNA connected, where that person's just going to be in our life. And that irregular person is that person who can can make make a, a bright sunny day dark and, and discouraging just by their presence or their actions and and we really can't get away so we have to connect with them or at least uh, uh, get together with them and we just have to make the best out of it and utilize skills and know that it's only going to be a short window of time so there are some of those relationships we don't control. I do understand that there are irregular people uh, in all of our lives and and we just sort of tolerate them as, you know, very likely they're tolerating us as well. But for the most part, we choose. We choose. We can control who is in our life in terms of direct content uh, contact and direct association with us. We can control who our significant other is, especially making good choices in the beginning. But we can ultimately control that moving forward. And it is so important that we understand that we decide what we can control and what we can't control. 
Very often when I'll sit down with people that I coach and I will say to them, okay, give me a list of the things in your life, people, places, and things that are in your life. And then I want you to say to me, can, can you control whether they're in your life or they, or you can't control and it's very little. Once we have the conversation, there's very few, few things in your life that you can't control, that we can't control. I just need to be responsible, right? Responsible, responsible to determine uh, whether or not they're good for me in my life. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine not too far back and and they were in a relationship with this person that I happen to like very much. And, and I said to them, hey, um, are you seeing so-and-so uh, anymore? And, and they said, no, we're not, we're not together. Uh, and I said, well, I thought you liked them. And, and they said, well, I did. I liked them very much. However, this person really wasn't good for me in my life. And therefore, I wanted to take back control and part of controlling that critical element of my life was to remove them from my life. And I thought, wow, how courageous you are, because so often we allow that emotion uh, that um, uh, gets us to do something that doesn't make sense uh, intellectually, but because it feels good, we rationalize, we minimize, and we deny uh, that uh, negative element in our life. Um, but this person was brave and courageous enough to just go ahead and take that back and take that thing that she could control and to control it. You know, when you talk about work, it's like, well, Robert, this is my job. I have to be here. Well, you know, we either have to learn how to deal with it or maybe, and I know this might sound um, critical or harsh or or what have you, but maybe you need to go find another job. Maybe maybe if there's so many things that are controlling you that are negative, that you want that control back on how that work makes you feel, or whether it's because of emotional or practical that they don't pay you enough, what have you. We need to take that control back, right? Personal activities. We control. We should be able to control what we're personally involved with, right? We, we um, are in control of who we are involved with. Now we need to control what we do in those aspects of our life. And then also we need to control where we go. Very critical, you know, early on in recovery, they said, you know, a couple of the things that you really need to do, Robert, is to change old playgrounds and old playmates, right? And and usually in those playgrounds, there were particular activities that went on where those places were at, and, and it was a negative aspect. They were begin to control me again, right? And many of you have heard the story of my relapse at 71 Days, and it was because I wasn't controlling my social, which was also a work relationship, or the work relationship became social. Um, 
and and I went to a particular place to perform a particular function, and because I wasn't controlling those things, it, they were controlling me. It within a relatively short period of time led to a relapse. So when I came back uh, to recovery, it was pretty clear to me that I needed to take control of that relationship back. And the control meant that I removed them from my life. You know, sometimes we control things by reworking it or reassigning it in our life. Sometimes we control the controllable by removing them from our life. And we have to really make that judgment objectively without emotion to make sure that we're making, uh, uh, taking a position or making a decision that makes practical sense. Uh, and if it causes any confusion or concern, then certainly ask some counsel. And hopefully, as a person of recovery, uh, you have someone who is mentoring you, a sponsor, what have you, a confidant of sorts that you can help walk through these things in. It is much easier going through recovery with another person who has achieved what you're hoping to achieve so you can um, trust their path and then you know balance or bounce your path off them that they can help guide you along the way you know and then another thing that we do control is our reactions i yeah i previously stated that it's not what they say and it's not what they do it's how we react our reactions are so powerful because a reaction is normally negative. It's usually an emotional response to something that had occurred. We do it almost through muscle memory, as it were, or emotional memory. But that is our reaction. I like rather to be uh, proactive where I have a plan in place and I'm getting ready to utilize that plan, there's another, even a higher domain, and that is called preactive. Preactive is something that really takes some time to develop, and I might even do a podcast on it, but simply a preactive approach transcends even the proactive response. There's a reaction, which is usually negative. There is a uh, proactive, which is a normal planned response that we implement uh, at the notion or the signs of something beginning to occur. But then there's a preactive domain, And I think it's the highest domain. And being preactive means through meditation and and almost like an emotional or mind memory, I approach life differently. I make a way or, or a path for things that I know that are somewhat predictable in terms of that they're going to happen. 
but I'm not sure of when or from where they're going to happen. So if I set in motion things that go out before those things occur, very often they don't occur at all. In a pre-active world, I have set myself up whereby the, the proactive response is seamless and I never skip a beat or I remove that particular element or situation from occurring at all, thus removing any possibility that I would be reactive and I don't even have to institute or initiate a proactive response. Preactivity is, is a high level and I, and I suggest that we have this conversation again because I think it's very uh, vital uh, to us in living a life where it, we, we almost have permission, the freedom to be more happy, more joyous and more free because there is less friction in our life that's holding us back or preventing our forward movement. Again, to control the controllable, the goal is to remove the uncontrollable from controlling us. Because again, if we don't control the things that we can control, they will become uncontrollable. And we do not want to be ruled or governed by the uncontrollable. We want to be known as a person who is in charge of our own recovered life. Because we don't want past behaviors or substances making decisions for us. That's when our life goes down the tubes rather quickly. So we want to be able to diffuse, neutralize, or remove anything in our life that we can't control because the likelihood, if if we can't control it to the point where it is conducive and in alignment with the rest of our life, then it doesn't need to be there in the first place. And this is, once again, we need to be very objective in our view of ourselves, and probably should enlist the view of someone else. Can you do that? Can you, can you be that honest with yourself to really take your own inventory? Because we all have to do it from time to time in terms of assessing our life with where is it going Is there many bumps along the way? Our life should not be characterized by a lot of bumps. Every now and then we're going to hit a bump in the road, right? Because life isn't perfect and we aren't as well. But our road should not be known by the bumps. Matter of fact, in a preactive mindset, we remove the bumps that would have been waiting for us. But because of our elevated position and our approach to living, They've smoothed out before we even got there. And that's a wonderful place to be. And it doesn't mean we're minimizing, rationalizing, or denying life on life's terms. It just means that in advance, we've developed a higher mindset, a particular quality approach to our life, which demands 
that road be much more smooth than it would have been had we not decided to take that approach. So where I work, my relationships, my personal activities, where I go, and of course, my reactions, my proactions, and ultimately my preactive mindset. These are the things that I can control. And when I control the controllables, the uncontrollables don't control me. I hope you enjoyed today's session. I know I did. Now I'm going to go out and see if these things really work, right? Because they do. I've been doing these things for a long time. I'm so excited. April 25th and in uh, just about um, five or six weeks, um, I will be clean and sober 34 years. And I am mind blown um, by what I have learned and what I've been allowed to share and what has been shared with me because I say it once and I say it again, we got sick apart but we get well together. Thank you for joining. My name is Robert and I am the Recovery Guy. I-